0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. I'm ecstatic at not having to cover any more exchanges as of right now. Of course, if you have an exchange that I didn't cover, and I suggest you go back through the history if you're not sure that I did or didn't, but if there's one that I didn't cover, chances are it's a lower bit player, not necessarily worth your time, being honest. That said, I'm open to covering other exchanges. It within reason, it's got to have some you know, something to it, and then I might be open to do it. So let's just jump straight into some high-level news. There was nothing overly shocking happening. Thank goodness. Uh, just a couple points. First off on Suzuki. So the fiasco with Suzuki, I covered it yesterday, and the fact that the, the dev has called out other uh, tokens and said that they are associated with the project, which, of course, is unverified information, and I'm not telling you that they are or are not However, the fallout of this is that there were a bunch of people who then jumped on my neck about the post saying that, and many others, talking about that I didn't know what I was talking about and they're legit and uh, do, 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 all this, and that's cool. You know, I'm, it's whatever, the, whatever, you know. Um, the, it is what it is, but I'm going off what the developer said. Like, I didn't share anything that was speculation. The developer themselves said These projects are built by my team. Okay. Suzuki is confirmed to be a rug pull. Okay. If the same team who rug pulled A has also built B and C, there's a probability that B and C are similarly rug pulls is what I shared. I told you guys, make sure you do your own research because I'm not saying they are or are not. I did call out that zombie Emu felt a little bit sketchy. So regardless of all the other nonsense at the end of the day, The developer came out and said this was the case, and I'm telling you that you should do your own research to determine whether or not whatever happened was legit, or if you can completely disregard it. I'm not making that decision for you. I'm telling you to make your own decisions in this manner and go from there. So then, with the fiasco that was the Suzuki and the rug pull and everything else, the people in question have still been trying to nail this guy. I thought that they had him down. I thought they had him cornered. I thought it was an easy out. We didn't need to talk about it. They're going to get their money back or not. Uh, and things will move forward. But this whole fiasco seems to still be going on. Like there's still chatter back and forth about it. And now they're going after the exchanges, trying to see how they get money back from the exchanges. Because with the exchange, they of course froze it at request of the developer and so they're trying to get their money out of there because some people had them stuck there and not necessarily in a wallet. So the obviously there's not much recourse you can have with, I think, the exchanges. It could be that the exchanges will, but one thing I've called out on many of my reviews of the exchanges is when their support sucks or they just don't have open support or they don't get back to you, I call these things out as a warning to you guys to make sure you're aware hey, look, some of these exchanges are not going to be the kind of customer service that you would expect. I mean, even Coinbase has terrible customer service, quite frankly. They have they have ignored BBB requests. They've ignored all kinds of stuff to the point that I'll have to call Congress on them because they just don't, they don't respond. They refuse to. So it's not unique to any one exchange. It's just many of them just are not good at customer service. That's the fact, truth of it. Uh, so like BitMart, for example, apparently... They don't want to respond um, on the thing. And it might be that their leadership has told them not to respond. It could be there's some other legal matter happening to it. I don't know. So in those cases, you can try calling the cops. The cops aren't going to do anything when it's an exchange, especially if the exchange is not based in the U.S., which is another thing I've called out, is if the exchange is you know, based out of China only and then you're just transacting business overseas, whether it's you know Australia or whatever then you lose your rights because these companies are not fully vetted, fully registered, and so on. So I'm watching and just kind of I'm hoping well for them, but I, I, it's still a bad situation. Apparently some of them got refunded, but many of them have not. Um, so that's the Suzuki deal. I'm not going to cover it too deep because it's a lot going on. Just know that the, that fiasco is still happening. On the other flip, a couple of other point news. ship past a million holders. Now, I want to put that in perspective for you, and I'm not being a naysayer. I'm telling the honest truth. You can verify yourself. The definition of a holder, I covered this before in the SafeMoon uh, update that I did. The definition of a holder is a bit sketchy because when you go to sell, often you'll still have fractional Satoshi level that's still stuck in the wallet or whatever. If it's not an exchange, it's usually going to be wallets. So you have those, those are being counted because there is some person, some wallet that shows that there's some still remaining in some wallet somewhere. As a result, it's, it's kind of, I'm not saying it's false because it's not false. Truly, there are that many holders, but I think we need to distinguish our terminology a little bit. There's a difference between a holder that is just, there's a straight wallet that shows that there's some in play versus an active holder, meaning it's an actively trading person. This is the reason that activity and circulation really matters, because just because you hold something doesn't mean you're an active trader. You could be dead for all we know, right? But they're still counting those numbers. So, in fact, it's almost not fair to other tokens, because you could have people that just gathered fractional, uh, and there's something I'll talk about with a different token on a different day, but you could get these situations where there's fractional holds, and then they're being counted in the holder counts, So, yes, it's true that they have that many holders. However, we don't know how many of them are active traders. So what I said is a a better way to calculate this, honestly, would be let's identify how many holders are holding a certain number of tokens or greater. Now, that's tricky with SHIB because of the price. I would say if you're holding at least 10,000 SHIB, you're probably a legit holder at that point. Because anything that's below that could have been anything. It could have been mining, could have been anything, in that you're not really truly a holder by definition, or there's no active happening. So if we see that over time the number of people that are holding 10,000 goes up, as it should, great. But if we see that the number with, that are below 10,000 is going up, then it's calculating, like I'm talking about, where they're just fractional holders. I'm not dismissing or debunking the, the accomplishment, because it is legitimate i'm simply putting some factual information frame around what that means it doesn't mean what you think it means it simply means that yes there happen to be that many wallet addresses unique wallet addresses that show holding at least a fractional amount of ship so let's see how that works and kudos to the ship team for getting to that point it is a community-based token so it's been an organic growth and they haven't had a lot of advertisement the downside i would call out to them as i did on social media is to stop the antagonism against doge because the doge killer moniker doesn't look good for you and it's not the right strategy going forward when you want to start acting like a business in other news another token that showed up and i'll cover probably on a different day in depth but k coin k coin came out of nowhere um i'm not going to speak in depth to them but their strategy has already surpassed Doge and SHIB in terms of what they've done and how they built and the way that they do uh, the tokenomics. So it's got a lot of buzz right now. Like so I said, I'll cover it in depth on another day. But the news is simply that they were already able to surpass what SHIB and Doge have been able to do. Now, the caveat of Katecoin is that they kind of cheated because they didn't start with nearly the same inventory that those two you know, did. Um, they certainly didn't start with the inventory of a ship by far and away. It, you know, look at the tokenomics. If you want to, I'll cover it on a different day. I'm saying that their rah-rah is a little bit inaccurate because they didn't start at the same level. You can't say that, okay, this person in a race was better than this person in the race, despite them having, you know, a two to one advantage in the, in the track. No, it didn't work that way. So let's look a little bit deeper into what that means. And then, And then evaluate it and see if it's worth see if it's going to continue that momentum and end up in success it's got a good chart on it so let's see if it keeps that momentum going and then let's talk about our token for the day i love this it's gonna be a really short episode let's talk about our token for the day our underdog token for the day and i call it an underdog but that's not really fair because it's already advanced beyond some of the other tokens out there that one's called nano Nano is a full-on coin, so I'm going to refer to it interchangeably as a token versus coin, but it's a full-on coin, by which I mean it has its own uh, blockchain and its own network, its own setup, and so when you're transacting with it, there are other tokens that could be hosted on it, but also it's its own self-contained token, and it is fast and inexpensive to send send transactions with it, um, the reason I'm calling out Nano now, and I think it's important, the thing with Nano, as I looked into it deeper, they are their whole marketing pitch is about being eco-friendly, right? And cryptocurrency has been under fire for being very energy inefficient. And, in of the course, there may be a potential impact to the climate as a result of the energy consumed, especially with the Bitcoin side. And that's coming from, by, from the proof of work, which is kind of the current standard that's out there proof of stake is expected to take over and so many of these level twos and branches have been trying to figure out different ways to have the same or better performance but without the significant energy impacts that we saw that are continuing on the bitcoin side with nano their whole messaging of saying and and it looks like it's it might be i could be wrong on this i haven't done deep deep investigation. But it looks like it may have originated out of India. And for those that have a bias on India, you need to understand that India has some of the most brilliant, some of the most innovative, some of the most creative people that you could ever meet. The industry out there is massive. The amount of money movement and the way things work is is strong and powerful. And they're underrated. They are truly underrated. So I, I implore you to set aside any bias you have because just because me saying it's, it originates from India, if true, trust me, it's not, it's not what you think it is. They're legit in what they're doing, and it might be that they have, you know, something that's going to be the next X, and we don't know what that is. But just to kind of go deeper into it. So there's a couple of mechanics with the, I'm talking the coin itself. There's a couple of mechanics in how they do what they do. The whole point of Nano, or at least the original point of Nano, was to try to specifically address all of the inefficient processes that happen. If you think about networks like Tron, Algorand, and others, they have also tried to solve this issue. Stellar XLM initially solved the issue. However, recently they've started to have some problems because they are, although it's its own network, the way that they do wallet management is a bit sticky. So you have to always send stuff to a wallet and then send it where you're going. And then you always have to have a memo and then the memo might change. And it's, it's not really a perfect solution. And so it's not clean for repeated transactions because you're always having to have manual intervention in the thing. With Nano, such is not the case. You don't need the memo. You just simply need the wallet address like any other coin. And it transacts like any other coin. The fees are... They claim no fees as far as they're concerned. However, your exchanges will charge a fee. I can guarantee you this. Um, I don't know why they charge the fee when the token's, supposed to not, uh, token's not supposed to have a fee, but they do. I can promise you that it will happen. Uh, you can hold Nano in pretty much any wallet that supports regular coins. So we're not talking Ethereum. We're not talking Bitcoin. We're not talking Binance. We're talking just regular coins. Like Doge is a coin. Uh, Tron is a coin. Nano is a coin. Algorand, I believe, still is a coin. So these are coins. They're, they're different. They don't go on any one network. So you don't have to have an Ethereum wallet or a Binance wallet or any wallet of any type. It just needs to support the coins. The vast majority do. Just make sure when you go and select that you're not selecting one that is tied to a network. So like in Trust Wallet, for example, when you look at the name, the actual call name, it'll tell you coin or BEP20 or ERC20, and that's your clue to... Avoid the BEP and the ERCs and only focus on the ones that say coin. Now, a couple of things I want to call out about the Nano, the way they're doing the ecosystem. Uh, you can earn your first Nano, and it's, a, it's a, basically a 1% equivalent of Nano. So at current pricing, that's going to be about $0.05-ish because it's about 5 4 or $5 dollars to, uh, on its current price. So you can get that for free. They have a faucet that's straight off their site. You can do that for free. Get your first little bit of Nano. Of course, that's not going to really do much for you. It'll just basically add to your wallet. You could literally sit on it and say, okay, maybe this will skyrocket someday and then do nothing else. Uh, They also have other options where you can earn Nano. You get rewards for playing certain games, like they have a tournament deal with Counter-Strike Go, Global Offensive. So if you're interested in uh, first-person shooter gaming, uh, you can earn it there. Just Cause 2 in the multiplayer... Uh, if you're interested in that, you have it there. Quake in the desktop browser for anybody who remembers Quake from the old school. You can earn Nano for playing Quake on the desktop browser. Uh, you can earn Nano for location. So basically, what happens is you load an app on your phone, and then based on your location and your, I believe how it works is global geo positioning. You walk around, and as you accumulate walks, and you get rewards, or possibly visiting certain key sites. Uh, watching videos, completing tasks there's all sorts of ways that you can just earn it without having to buy it, so if you're not convinced about it I I think it's solid, but if you're not convinced about it, there are ways that you can get free nano and they actively promote that you do these things Uh, there's a Minecraft server, which is nuts, Um, paid to block spam calls, which is nuts Um, there's a role playing game there's a a basic um, quest game there's a card game, there's uh, mining, which I, I do that, um, with, uh, uh, to the unminable, uh, videos on YouTube, uh, sending tweets. There's all sorts of crazy ways that they actively promote you getting in and earning this stuff. And so if you are on the fence as far as giving your money, but you want to kind of get in, at least get a, get a stake and have it to sit on it. There's ways that you can do that with no upfront investment. They're one of the rare few that actually allowed this. And so if you're looking into it, definitely look into the ecosystem and what they're trying to do and the problem they're trying to solve. And the fact that they want this token to succeed, they want this token to get out there and be kind of mainstream, like some of the other coins, uh, they're out there. And then if you follow their social media, um, they talk about the different, um, charities and everything else that they're getting involved with, what they're trying to really push for is point of sale transactions, for using nano behind it and we'll see where that goes as well if they're able to succeed doing that before so many others obviously Doge is out there but i think it's a hard sell but if they're able to pull it off my point is if they're able to pull it off um it's a huge huge leap meaning that they would have leapfrogged so many others in the crypto industry at a at a shocking pace like they're it's a, it's a pretty rapid pace that they're setting for themselves So take a look at them. Uh, Just to give you some sense of tokenomics, there's a uh, roughly $130 circulating supply. So they don't have a lot of tokens that are in current circulation. Um, However, all tokens that were minted are in circulation. So that means that it's price, unless if there's something that happens with a burn, like a transactional burn or... Something else, we wouldn't expect to see the the price go significantly past its current price point of about $5, give or take. It has about half a billion in market cap, just over half a billion in market cap. And again, because the circulating supply is the same as the minted supply, it means that the fully diluted, meaning the price calculator, is about the same as what it's ever only going to be. And there's only a slight variation in said. Um, The project started as in 2014 in 2014 it was a completely different token and they had a few people that bought in it was rebranded in 2018 because they were trying to kind of diversify outside of what they were initially doing once this all happened and they started seeing opportunity to get into the energy efficiency side and to have some more voting rights for everybody who held then they changed the visual, updated the website, and then went full throttle And them going forward ever since. Um, they're, they're on GitHub if you want to review the code. And many people have tested it. Many people have kicked the tires and they've seen, hey, look, this is clean. Um, the, the one thing that I'll close with is that in mining, right, because this one has its, circul- its total mint supply is already out there and the circulating is what it is, there's no need to pay a miner fee for it. So the only other fee that would apply would be fees in order for the network, in order for some processor to do the transactions. The way that they built this is for the back end, so the people who represent the network now, they are not compensated for their efforts to do everything that they're doing, which is unique because it means that there's no incentive for prioritizing, say, this over complex transaction versus this one. It's just everything is processed and everything is done. Now, when you don't have to have those fees in place, it means that you could outside of the exchanges, I'm talking in your wallets and at point of sales, it means you could have a very strong, very robust system for doing regular transactions because now the money movement costs basically net zero. When you have a situation where the transaction cost is net zero or effectively net zero, it's equivalent to fiat. Because remember, fiat really doesn't have a charge outside of what the, you know, the terminal might charge or the store might charge to do a certain type of transaction. So you might be able to get rid of all that. Well, that's billions and billions of dollars of potential savings. And so that's a very appealing proposition for, you know, your your transactions online. Think of it that way or even point of sale terminals. So I'm gonna watch it. I have a small stake in it because I'm mining it. I'm gonna reconsider my mining because it looks like they offer, they told me about a different way potentially to mine it. So I'm gonna look into that, see how that works. I still would like to have it and hold it and transact it because I was very excited to see it. And it may, it's definitely replaced Stellar XLM because Stellar XLM started to slow down for whatever reason. And not having the memo and not having all the garbage is appealing to me. So that's a nano coin. Definitely take a look at it. Do your own research for your own portfolio. Because I'm not telling you to get into it. I'm telling you to research it. Look into it and see if it makes sense and you believe in what they're doing. I think it's a strong project. I think it's solid. If you're on the more advanced spectrum of cryptocurrency and you're trying to wrap your head around similar ones that are doing something like this, Um, eos is another one that does very similar types of management it doesn't have fees on it and it's a smart contract uh, blockchain and it's roughly close to the same price it has a higher market cap by far and away so it's more advanced and evolved Um, iota is one that's lesser known but it has a very high market cap to it it has much higher supply to it but these are ones that are very similar um iota is a little bit different in the sense that it's not an actual blockchain itself so there's no miners there's no fees there's no nothing to worry about it's truly its own network and so these are ones you might look at as well to compare against what nano's doing as you do your research so that's my updates for today hopefully that's been beneficial i need to debate whether i'm going to get coffee and then i got to stroll down here to this nonsense store i have to do it today i have no choice in the matter because there's big things happening on Monday. And speaking of, uh, Monday's update may be slightly delayed because I have to do a class that I don't really want to do, but I must do. And then I'm potentially getting back into college for personal reasons. Um, so I may be slightly delayed on Monday's update. Uh, next week, I'll just kind of play it by ear. And possibly what I'll do is pre record it um, in the afternoon on Sunday you know the day before and then schedule it for the morning so it's there on time but I will make sure there's a daily update no matter what there's always a minimum of a daily update other than that I hope you had a great Thanksgiving take care